Hey, it's Jacqueline Kitzman. This is the Awaken Tarot Podcast. You know both of these things. You clicked on this. That's your fault. I mean, you're, yeah. Um, hello, everybody. Let's talk. First off and right off the bat. Um, so let's talk about, <laughs> look, look, there's a, there's a lot happening. <laughs> um, Russia or Ukraine shooting down Russian missiles hit Poland. Um, Now, for those of you who don't know, that's a big deal because Poland is a NATO country. Um, NATO has a thing called Article 5. We are involved with NATO. This happened after, I believe, World War II or World War I. Anyway, it essentially states that um, Article 5 states that if one of the countries in NATO goes to war, we all go to war. Now, don't panic because it seems that there's a lot of um, confusion about whether the missiles were sent purposefully into Poland, um, whether or not, even if they were Russian sent, if they landed in Poland and it was an accident. Now, here's the deal. It did kill two people on a farm in Poland. It killed two Polish people. So right now, what has happened is that they have agreed to not trigger Article 5, so no World War Three. However, they are, they did trigger Article 4, which is that all of the like countries in NATO come together to discuss what the fuck they're going to do. So as of right now, it seems to me that we should not panic about anything World War III related, but we should be aware that a lot of the fighting is happening very close to NATO borders. And this is why it is so important that we pay attention to what's happening in, you know, the war between Russia and Ukraine, not just because like thousands upon thousands of people are being tortured and brutally murdered um, in Ukraine right now, because this is essentially a genocide against the Ukrainian people. Um, But you know, also because this is happening very close to, while it's not America's borders or American land, it is very happening very closely to NATO land. And that could be potentially problematic depending on the severity of what happens if missiles were to cross Polish border again, who sent them and whether it was done with malice or not. So these are all things to pay attention to. Um, and it is part of the reason why I keep talking about it on this podcast. Um, two, um, the Republicans got the House. Nancy Pelosi has stepped down as a Speaker of the House. She's still in Congress. She's still there. She hasn't, re- you know, resigned or anything like that. But um, since Democrats no longer hold the majority, Nancy Pelosi felt it was an okay time to step down as, you know, the representative for the Democrats um, in that capacity. Um, we'll see what happens from there. Um, all of that saying, the red wave they were expecting through primary voting did not happen. And while Republicans did flip the House, I believe, by like one literal seat, one or two seats. I could don't quote me on that. I am nothing, but if not essentially dumb, I just research as much as I can. Um, you know, is it good? No. Is it bad? No. Is it the red wave they were expecting? Hell no, it fucking wasn't. <laughs> so this is all, you know, good news on that end. Um, what this means, though, is that like some of these seats that were flipping were the like we were recounting votes. They were runoffs. We had to count votes because it was so close. So, you know, when we sit here and we say like, my vote doesn't matter X, Y, Z, like one votes do matter in this capacity in the system that has been created. And there are, there are a lot of problems inherent in the system. Um, I will never get through one episode of this podcast without at least one Monty Python reference. Um, but this is also why we should be fighting so hard to fight against voter suppression, not just saying go vote. If you're saying go vote, I've said this a thousand times, like, and of course, primaries are over. Um, but fighting voter suppression is so important because within the system we have created, like, sometimes it does come down to, like, 
per, your votes, like these little votes. And so like we should be actively fighting voter suppression here in America because so many people who are voting progressively, who are voting with people in love in their with people in mind and love in their hearts, like um like it matters. Um thirdly, Trump has decided to um to state that he's going to be running for president again in 2024. Um, don't fucking panic yet, but just be aware that um, that sucks. And that's the thing we're going to have to face. So when we're talking about actively fighting voter suppression, you know, like we want to actively help fight voter suppression so that all of the people in a 2024 election can go out and vote and can have their voice heard to the capacity that we are able to in the system and um, not have to relive 2016 to 2020. Okay. Um, What is the other thing? Hey, last night, um, five people were killed in a shooting at a place called Club Q in Colorado Springs um, during a, um, it was a drag show. So that is absolutely horrific, terrible, so fucking sad. Gun violence is a really prominent and huge problem here in America, um, specifically hate crimes where people are able to just go buy guns and ammunition on a whim and then essentially go murder people with for no reason, just because, just because hate, um, guns need to be regulated in America on a, I, like, I cannot overstate this. Like, I cannot overstate it. Guns need to be controlled here in the U.S. because this should not keep happening. Shootings are happening. They happen every day, all of the time, mass shootings. And, um, you know, who know? like, God, fuck, like, there are ones that have probably skipped past me and I scour the news. Um, they just happen so, so, often and unfortunately last night there was a shooting in Colorado Springs and it was I would I would assume I'm calling it a hate crime someone came in and killed a bunch of people killed five people um I will say that and this should not happen because we should not have guns so unregulated that people can just go shoot up nightclubs but there were it was club patrons that helped stop the shooting from that helped stop two patrons stood up to this man took it took him down got his gun away from him and helped it God, fuck, like, helped it become so much less of a horrific scene than it already is. Um, So I don't know their names. Um, As the recording of this podcast goes, they've not been released. But yeah, not, it wasn't the cops that did that. It was patrons. Just fucking patrons. So anyway, um, I'm very sad to have to, like, bring that up. But this is kind of, it's important. You know, this is why it's so important to watch the news, to read the news, to understand this information. And not only any of this happening, but like there's also, and I would be so sad to not talk about this again, but like there is so much happening in Iran right now. Like it's just been said that, you know, Iran um, government, the morality police have the right to kill people who are like 15,000 prisoners who were arrested for peacefully protesting. Now, who knows if they will do that or not? Nobody knows what what exactly is happening in Iran because they've cut off web access, but people are being killed in Iran every day for simply just not wearing their hijabs, which again should be a choice. Um, and people, people protesting, there's, you know, revolutionizing in Iran and we're not hearing their voices because there's no internet and the Iranian government doesn't want us to hear it. But, you know, it's also our job on this side to go find their voices where we can. Um, super important for a lot of reasons. All of this stuff affects us collectively. All of it does. And 
Um, you know, like, no, we don't want to get news fatigue, but also like what a privilege it is to just get fatigued by the news and not be living it. So yeah, um, I'll start harping on the news now. Gabe, sorry, my dad just texted me. So anyway, back back to the thing, back to the podcast. I'm going to ignore my dad for a minute. Sorry, Gabe. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about this week was actually a recommendation by Ashley. She is a Patreon, and I I answered a question. I answered it for her a little bit, but I wanted to go ahead and share it on the podcast because she also asked if it could be potentially an episode in the future. So I figure that now is as good as time as any to do that, especially considering I am recording a couple episodes today because we are going out of town this week for my grandmother's funeral and also to eat food on Thanksgiving with my family, which is when it all just happens to be with my Nana's celebration of life. So um, also while talking about that, hey, (laughs) everybody, I know a lot of Americans are going to still be going out with their families. I'm still meeting with my family on Thanksgiving, but let us never forget the fact that Thanksgiving is a holiday based on the genocide of an entire population of people who lived in America way, 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 way longer than us. And we just killed them all, stole their land and stole their crops to make ourselves the first Thanksgiving with. And uh, that's fucking bullshit. So, you know, um, is that going to stop people from celebrating Thanksgiving or eating turkey or whatever? No, it's not. And some of us are still going to go do it. And I, my Nana's funeral happens to be in celebration of life. My family decided to do over Thanksgiving. So, Um, It's just also important to remember, like, what Thanksgiving is, what you're celebrating. Like, be the be the creaky wheel at your Thanksgiving this year if you have the if it's safe for you to do so. Be the squeaky wheel. Just be like, hey, we're celebrating. (laughs) Just like keep in mind that like while we're doing this, like it's a celebration of genocide and that's not okay. So um, be the squeaky wheel. Be the person who reminds everybody why we get a Thursday and, you know, a Thursday off the last Thursday of every November off work or whatever else. Okay. I'll stop being annoying now and get back to Ashley's question. Ashley asked an amazing question, and it is something that I think that we all, um, that we all kind of get introduced to when we begin tarot, um, especially if we're using tarot for a very like self-analytical way. If we're only reading for ourselves, which a lot of us do, a lot of us are not picking up tarot to like go off and start businesses reading for other people, which is also a totally fine thing to do. Um, but a lot of us are using tarot to read for ourselves because one, therapy is very expensive. And two, tarot is a really good way to not only kind of like help you dissect yourself and your traumas and, you know, the deeper meanings of life, but also kind of like, you know, uh, your spiritual esoteric, like, soul purpose and stuff like that. Anyway, that's super woo-woo, so I'll try not to harp on it. But Ashley asked, do you have any advice or information about shadow work or could it potentially be a future episode? So a couple thoughts. Um, Shadow work or, you know, a a way that I kind of think about it is essentially like um, facing the parts of you that aren't that aren't the parts you put forward. It's more than just like your trauma. It's more than just like, oh, like these are the things that like really affect me to think about. Like I have CPTSD and working through CPTSD could be, could be shadow work, but it's even more than that. It's talking about how the things that have happened to you 
or it's talking about pieces of the person that you are that you're not proud of that we all kind of like shove down, right? They're the pieces of ourselves that we push really far down. And um, it's really hard to kind of sit there and examine. And like, um, for instance, like, and I'll use me as an example. Um, One thing about me is that, and yes, trauma has made me be this way, but also like, it's my job to break the cycle and stop that. My, I am, this is, <laughs> Gabe is going to be like, hell yeah, you are. <laughs> you won't admit this to me, but you'll admit it to the podcast. I am stubborn. Like stubborn as fuck. Um, I have moral codes and moral beliefs and I, and, and like just be beyond like social, like social awareness and stuff like that. There are things about, me that like I will not listen specifically I will like if I if I ask for advice I will listen to that but if I have not asked for advice I refuse to listen to things even if they're right like my husband will be like why can't we do something this way and I will refuse to hear it I will absolutely refuse I will not I will not even entertain it and that's not fair it's not fair that he doesn't get a voice but I physically it triggers my anxiety to listen to so my job in regards to shadow work is why why am I so stubborn? Why do I refuse to listen to him? Why do I not value his opinion on things? Why is it so scary for me to relinquish control? What about relinquishing relinquishing control taps my trauma? So it's not just pinpointing the behavior, right? Like it's very easy for us to say, well, I'm stubborn, but that's not the shadow work. The shadow work is going underneath that and being like, why am I this way? Why do I not want to lose control? Why is it so hard for me to let go? Why do I feel like the control is mine? Why do I feel like I am the end all be all of making rules for our child? What gives me that right? And of course, it all relates back to things like trauma or relates back to our childhood or it relates just to like who we are as people. Sometimes it's just our personality. The shadow work is having to confront that. The shadow work is me saying that I am controlling because I didn't have any choice, and now I value my own agency above anyone else's agency in parenting. That's shadow work. Is it enough for me to just confront it? No. Now I have to unravel it. Now I have to make it so that it's not that way. Now I have to know that when Gabe says, hey, why can't we do something this way with Evie, rather than me saying, no, because we can't, because it's my, because I make the rules and I say this. Now it's me going, okay, like I'm having like a really hard time with control here. And this is the way that I've done it with Evie. And I feel like if we don't do it this way, she, she'll be sad. And I don't want her to be sad because at one point I was sad. So I feel like I am... I am parenting Evie based off of my own trauma, based off things I needed and didn't have as a child that Evie doesn't have the same needs because she's Evie and not me. And you're absolutely right. We could try it your way because you're also her parent and it's not okay for me to be controlling about something just because I was traumatized. That's the shadow work. Um, and that's really hard. And I realized that this was just like a lot about me, but this is like, this is, this is the work that goes into shadow work and it's really hard. It's not easy. And I gave Ashley, um, like I just kind of like talked about like, here's like a little spread that I do in regards to like working through like that shadow stuff. It's, um, you know, one, one question is what do I need to come to terms with? How can I come to terms with it? What will dealing with what will dealing with this help me with? How will, de- like, you know, sorry, that was like a very weirdly worded question I just said, but um, what will dealing with this help me with? That, there we go. 
that was much better. Um, and then I, and then I, and then I take the time to like really like acknowledge and state just very blankly without any emotional attachment, how I feel about those questions. Do I feel sad? Do I feel angry? Do I feel resentful? Do I feel angry? Why do I feel angry? You know, you just kind of take those things and you, and you unwind them and you do it really gently and you go as slow as you need to, but like, that's the shadow work. There are parts of every single one of us that we are not proud of and we shouldn't be proud of. Systemic racism, that's one thing. If you're white and you live in America, you live in a system, like you are racist. You, you, you perpetuate and contribute to systemic racism. Even if you are not actively racist or you don't want to be, you are still participating in certain things that are racist, that are, that are racist paradigms because we live in the U.S. and that's how it is. So how do you unwind that? How do you get out of that? How do you confront that without being, without, without meeting it with anger? Like, no, I don't. Like, you can deny, deny, deny all you want, but it's just like, that's not helping anything. It's not fixing the problem. It's just you denying a thing that is just like viscerally true. So how do you meet those parts of yourself that are ooky and yucky and bleh without cringing away from it? You know, this goes to a lot of people who have found spirituality and have, you know, discover tarot and are working through their things or people who have left like very strict religious practices and are now seeing how they contributed to the hurt and harm of a lot of different people who are marginalized within society. How do you confront that person that you used to be and the things that you used to say? How do you look at that and you say it and you and you have to be accountable for it because at one point you you said hurtful things or believed hurtful things. So how do you come to terms with that? How do you come to terms with the time that you truly, really hurt somebody? Like, yeah, we hurt people because we hurt. But how do we deal with the fact that we literally hurt somebody with our words, our actions, or our behaviors? And how do we take actionable accountability for that, meet that, and then nod at it and move forward? Because we'll never move, actually be accountable for something or move through it if we don't nod at it, if we don't see it, if we don't recognize that beast within ourselves and then move on and then keep moving. We all have egos. We all have pieces of ourselves that are ugly or mean or rude or tired or sad that make us not our most bright and shiny selves. Every single one of us does. Things that we would never want to tell another person. And we don't always have to tell other people. Sometimes it's just enough for us to acknowledge it and then be accountable for it. Now, we do need to say we're sorry for the things that we need to be apologetic for. If we have truly hurt somebody and our shadow work brings us to that, it's always good to apologize. It's always good to be accountable. But if you are so past the point of it's, you know, it's just a way that you used to be and you still hold things from that, it's okay to acknowledge it to yourself. And then though, but then you have to change. And that's the point of shadow work. It's not easy. It's really hard, especially when we, especially when trauma is attached to it. It's really hard. Believe me, I know that. Be gentle with yourself. Go as slow or as fast as you need to. Use that spread and I'll repeat it again. What do I need to come to terms with? How can I come to terms with it? What will dealing with this help me do, help me with? And then unravel it from there. You can be, it's really hard to be honest with ourselves because we we kind of put on this mask for society. We mask with ourselves too. But just be honest with yourself. There are times when something is happening in my life and my real and true honest thought is this fucking sucks and I'm really mad about having to do this and I don't want to do it because I just want to be selfish. It can be as easy as like, 
you know, my husband's like, hey, let's go to the grocery store. I need some help. And I don't want to go, but I'm going to like, but I go, I stand up and I go, okay, yeah, that's fine. And I push down the anger. Sometimes it's okay for me to be like, yeah, I don't want to do this. And it's because I just want to sit on the couch and I want to be selfish. Acknowledge it. You get up and you help anyway. I don't need to tell Gabe that like I, what I really want to do is be selfish and sit on the couch and not help. I just have to get up and do it. I have to meet that, nod my head at that part of me that just wants to sit fucking down and then recognize that my husband needs help and get up and go help. You know, shadow work is, is it's more than just like knowing that you have work to do. It's also like unraveling the why, finding a way to nod your head at it. This is going to be so niche and I apologize, but there is a um, book series that I really love. And in one of the books, this character is told that she has to go get this mirror Um, but looking in the mirror drives people mad. And then eventually she finds out that actually what looking in the mirror does is, um, it shows you your real and your true self. And only you can decide if your real and true self can drive you mad. And they have to sit there and they have to be lost in the mirror, looking at their real and true self. And they have to find a way to battle their battle themselves and get through that. Um, and not let it take them down. Because the truth is, is that humans, we are as beautiful and lovely and fun and whimsical as we are hurtful and 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 mean and ugly on the inside. Every single one of us. It's just part of being human is that we all have those instincts. So how do we kind of sit in front of that mirror and meet ourselves at that point? Whether and a lot of, again, a lot of a lot of our issues are, again, tied to our traumas, tried to our big T traumas or our little T traumas or whatever else. But we do have to meet them. And that's that's shadow work. And that's why it's scary. That's why it's scary. That's why we feel icky when we pull cards like the Five of Swords or the Five of Cups or Death or the Tower. Because it, it makes us feel icky. The goal is to look at those cards and acknowledge the icky feeling, but see them and respect them. Because those contractive cards, specifically in tarot, they're there to help pull us through something. They're help. They're there to help us meet something that we don't want to look at, maybe, and then help us get to a point where we can look at it and nod our head at it with respect that it exists, but with determination to to be better, to do better, to be wiser. Um, that's kind of just the process of being human. So I just, I don't know. I just thought this question that Ashley posed was really beautiful, and I wanted to go ahead and share that and do that, do that on the podcast. It's really hard, and I also want to say that, like, for some people, tarot will not be enough. You sitting down by yourself will not be enough if your big, if your trauma is too big to tackle alone. If your big T trauma, your little T trauma, if it's too much for you to dissect on your own and you feel really kind of a wash in it, like it's too big of an ocean to swim in, find help. Someone you trust, a therapist, your your partner, a best friend, a sibling, and. You know, I think um, for a lot of us at different times, we don't have those things. So tarot can be a really good way to have that. I'm a firm believer in in, in tarot. I, and I've, I've said this a thousand times. Tarot saved my life. It literally did. I've, I got tarot at a time where I was really, really lost in my depression and not doing super hot. And I got tarot and it helped me out. And I didn't have money to see a therapist. I do not recommend everybody like forego seeing a therapist or a counselor or getting psychiatric help in lieu, you know, tarot will save you. No, like it, it worked, it, it worked in tandem with therapy for me. It worked in tandem with therapy. Um, it was not a, um, it was not something that, but tarot, but having that tool to my disposal at home and learning how to use it and teaching it to myself 
it did save my life. And so I firmly believe in like giving this information and that tarot can be a tool that we can use in tandem with, with other things. So yeah. Um, this, this is the episode. I hope it was helpful. Please let me know if it was not. Please let me know if you have something to add. Please let me know if, you know, you, um, you completely disagree with something I said. Like I, I genuinely like, I, you know, I love that conversation and I am not the end all be all in regards to speaking on shadow work. Cause it's really hard for me. It's really hard for me to do. It's very hard, very difficult. Um, I have a lot of big T trauma, unfortunately. And it can be really hard to dissect that and know that my behaviors are caused by that, but it's not an excuse for me to keep acting a certain way, right? Like that's really hard to go through. And so if you're in that same spot, like I see you and I empathize with you and you are so loved and shadow work is hard and it, you know, it exists for a reason, but it, it's there for you to take with grace. Don't speed through it. Don't move through it slowly. If you don't want to just take it with grace. Give yourself grace, give others grace. But truly, when you meet those behaviors, it's not enough to just see them. The work is in unraveling them and and pushing through them. Um. Oh, right. We have a collective reading. <laughs> I was just going to say bye <laughs> because I have like literally chaos. Hey, look, the um high priestess fell out. That makes a lot of sense. Um. So with the high priestess in mind, going into the collective energy, right? Like the high priestess can talk about, it's a two. So it's like a reflection into the self, into our intuition, all of that. It's also kind of this like uh, sitting in the in-between of like, you know, black and white thinking of like humans are very binary thinkers. Like we are, we think in one or the other, yes or no, hot and cold, like in this kind of like opposites type thing when really like a lot of our answers lay in the in-between. So this week, if you're sitting there, especially for some of us, um, holiday times are incredibly difficult. So, so difficult. So I want to acknowledge that. Um, Not everybody has a family that is safe to go back to. Not everybody gets to see family. Some maybe have passed, some they physically can't see um, because it's not safe to do so. And my my love, my love is with you. Um, I encouraged you, I encourage us all to, to sit in the in-between, like collectively sitting that in-between, like very often, like the worst thought we have is not true. Like if, um, if this coming week, our thought process is kind of like, I suck, I'm awful. I can't do this. I can't do that. Like stop, take a minute, Think to yourself, this is a feeling I'm having because I'm sad and I'm angry. And then remember that the truth, it's, 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 it's more than just that, that black and white opposites kind of thinking. It's more of a, I don't suck. Things suck. Things suck. The situation sucks, but I don't suck. Um, you know, this coming week, it may feel like if, if you take this card very literally and you're having like these, these, you know, you're having dreams and you're very anxious about dreams, you're very anxious about the feelings you're having. If you're very, if you are very high anxiety, remind yourself that like very, very often the truth sits in the middle and that it's, it's deeper and more nuanced and more complex. And it's, and that's a beautiful thing. So, you know, just be very gentle with yourself this coming week as we kind of go through things, um, find the middle ground allow yourself to know that like you are capable of of being centered even in even in you know times of like being frantic 
you're capable of finding that in between and your intuitive voice is always going to be so much softer and kinder than your anxious voice, even if it's delivering what you perceive as bad news. Intuition is going to tell you with love and anxiety is going to tell you with fear. So keep that in mind. Um, If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review. It helps boost us up in the whatevers. And um, also, if we hit 200 reviews between Apple and Spotify, I get to pie my husband in the face. It would have been super fun to do over Thanksgiving, but don't worry. Um, We will will eventually pie this man in the face. Um, Okay. With all of that said, I love you all. Take extra good care of yourselves this week. You're that emotional energy. And thank you again, Ashley, for this question because it was fucking great. All right. Love you all. Bye-bye.